The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. It is Tuesday, December 27th. want to wish everybody and hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season, no matter what holiday you celebrate, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, which is going on right now. Hope you just enjoyed the time with you and your loved ones. And if this is a tough time of the year for you, Due to lost or strange relationships, I hope that you found some enjoyment this holiday season with whatever you had going on here at Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks. We love everybody here. And I talked about in previous episodes, I don't think everybody loves each other in the Atlanta Hawks locker room. I think if there were a holiday party, there would be a lot of fake smiles, fake handshakes, a lot of tension in the room. But going into the holiday break for the Hawks, they did bring some holiday cheer for their fans with them playing a a team effort, ball game, team performance over the Detroit Pistons behind a strong, strong Second half in which they scored 70 points to the Pistons, 42 points. So they outscored the Pistons 70 to 42 in the second half to go on to win by 25 points, 130 to 105 to improve their home record to 11 and 6, improve their overall record to 17 and 16. So they are a game above 500 now, currently sitting in the highest play-in spot at 7th in the Eastern Conference. They're just a half a game behind the New York Knicks, who are currently on a three-game losing streak after winning seven in a row. So they're right on the Knicks' heels with a game tonight up in Indiana versus the Pacers on the first night of a back-to-back. They will travel back down to Atlanta tomorrow night to take on probably the hottest team in the NBA in the Brooklyn Nets who have won nine straight games, nine straight games right now. And the Brooklyn Nets, after being 11th a few weeks ago in the Eastern Conference, they now sit at third in the Eastern Conference, only two games behind the the conference-leading Boston Celtics and just a half a game behind the Milwaukee Bucks at the two seeds. So the Nets will certainly be a tough out since they fired Steve Nash. They have one of the best records in the NBA since Jock Vaughn has taken over for the Brooklyn Nets. So that's going to be a tough contest tomorrow night here in Atlanta. And certainly that one is going to be sold out. I'm pretty sure that State Farm Arena will be packed tomorrow night, but they must take care of business tonight because the Pacers are no slouch. They're not. They're playing very well this year, considering the youth on that team, the lack of playoff experience on that team. I mean, they have a 
coach who's won an NBA championship in Rick Carlisle. So their leadership is intact at the top. They have Miles Turner still, Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is an all-star, unlike Wally Zerbiak. But they just have some really good pieces up in Indiana, and they have certainly played well. And they're a team that, they're not the best home team. They're 9-7 at home. And the Pacers are coming off of a loss last night to the Pelicans, where they were pretty much ran out of the gym from opening tip. They lost by 20. Uh, the Pelicans were down five starters. And you know, playing at home, the role players play better. And the Pelicans were led by none other than Najee Marshall, who is the leading scorer down in New Orleans. When they, So you know the Pacers will be looking for a bounce-back performance because they will be on the second out of a back-to-back tonight coming back up to Indiana. So they'll have the luxury of playing at home against your Atlanta Hawks tonight, looking to right their wrongs from the night before. Like I said, the Pacers are a solid team. Right now they are 18th in offensive rating in the NBA and 17th defensively. So uh, uh, what you would expect from a team with the lack of veterans on it. Uh, Buddy Hield is out there. On our team as well, Benedict Matherin, rookie, he's having a really good season. We already mentioned Tyrese Halliburton, how he's been playing. Jalen Smith, uh, Aaron Neesmith, the player who was drafted by the Celtics, never really got on the court, but has found a landing spot in Indiana. Andrew uh, Nimhart, Nimhart, he's been playing very well for them as well. Uh, Miles Turner, who is still there and uh, reportedly talking extensions, in Indiana, so, and obviously Chris Duarte, who they drafted last year. So, a lot of youth on this Pacers team. So, they're certainly going to be a team that plays hard because Rick Carlisle demands that from them. And before losing to the Pelicans last night, the Pacers lost, sorry, they won against the Miami Heat on the road and beat the Boston Celtics on the road. So, they were a team playing with some confidence before they dropped that contest in New Orleans. And that was a Third straight road game. They're going to be happy to be back at home. Uh, in that Miami Heat game, Tyrese Halliburton scored 43 points and hit the game-winning three. So this is a team that will certainly play hard. So the Hawks must be ready tonight on all accounts. But hopefully they can carry the momentum from Friday night because Friday night's game was a great game for the Hawks. Absolute great game for the Hawks. Just team basketball. They're, they were led by their two guards. And when you look at the numbers, and just remember re-watching the game, because I know Christmas happened. There was a Christmas Day game. So you had football on this weekend. Uh, it was a great sports weekend. Great sports weekend. Um, I know fantasy football playoffs. The championship is up this week for a lot of people. Uh, I know I have two teams and it's fantasy football championship. So shout out to my two squads. Uh, two out of four this year in the championship game. That's pretty spectacular. But there's been some time between Friday night's contest for the Hawks and now. So Hawks will certainly be rested. They will be without Clint Capella, which they're just trying to monitor that calf right now. Uh, keep him fresh. Certainly they're going to need him more so 
for the Nets, even though you have Miles Turner in this game and you have Isaiah Jackson, so there's some size on the Pacers. This is a game that you can rest Capella so you have him ready to go for Brooklyn, who you look to get revenge on. Uh, last time you took on the Brooklyn Nets, you weren't full strength. This is the healthiest this Hawks team has been all year. So you played well on Friday. You're the healthiest you've been all year. Minus Capella tonight, which you'll take the rest. This is a team that certainly needs to build some momentum going into the new year. There are three games this week. Tonight against the Pacers on the road. Back home tomorrow night against the Nets. And then they take on the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday who have been struggling because AD is out. They have basically a G League roster outside of LeBron James. Reportedly, Pat Bev is fine with being traded. Uh, Russ has been playing better. But certainly not a great basketball team in the Los Angeles Lakers. Certainly, LeBron James is going to be a tough matchup for anybody on his Hawks team. And there's going to be a lot of Lakers supporters in the State Farm Arena on Friday. But this week is important for the Hawks. And it starts tonight. Like I said, there were some great things that I saw Friday night, as I was alluding to. The backcourt for the Hawks played tremendously well. Tremendously well. They combined for 52 points and combined for two turnovers. So the two primary ball handlers on this Hawks team only had two turnovers on Friday night, which, in my opinion, this is probably their best game that they have played together in, in my opinion. Some people may look into the Houston game, but obviously they lost that game, even though they both went berserk from the field. The assist, taking care of the ball, the efficiency in which they shot, the defense, they combined for six steals, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They were the engines of the team, which they should be on a night-to-night basis. And it led to just great team basketball. The Hawks ended up having six players, sorry, five players in double digits. But there were, I'm doing math right now. There were, looks like about eight players who scored eight points or more. So team basketball was the thing on Friday night. They played great defense, holding the Pistons to 105 points. And this game, outside of some more contributions from certain players, but overall, this is the type of performance that you want to see on a nightly basis. The Hawks continue, and it's a team that has some internal problems, 100%. Structure, leadership, continuity, whatever you want to call it, there are some problems. And that is why you see a, t- a team that shows one great performance and then shows a bad performance. They can't get that consistency. And that's something that needs to be worked out internally. And hopefully the holiday season will get that Scrooge spirit out of them. And they can look to play for one another and play great team basketball. I mean, Trey Young, 26 points, 13 assists, two steals. One turnover, plus 17 and a plus minus on Friday night. He was 9 of 15 from the floor, which is great, and 3 of 7 from 3. 
and I always say, Trey Young shooting a maximum of seven threes a game is where he needs to be. He doesn't need to shoot more than seven threes, in my opinion, to improve efficiency. And it just speaks to better shot selection. So 26 points, 15 field goal attempts, much better. He was five of eight from the free throw line, so uncharacteristically missed three free throws. But it did not hurt them on Friday night. So he had a tremendous game. DeJounte Murray matched Trey Young's 26. He shot 10 of 18 from the floor. Three of eight from three. Uh, don't really need eight three-point attempts from Murray. Not known as a three-point shooter. But he made three of them. We'll take them. He was three for four from the free throw line on Friday night. Added five assists, three rebounds, four steals. Uh, so he was a menace on the defensive end. Trey Young distributing the ball, being the engine of the offense, and DeJounte Murray being the catalyst on the defensive end with four steals. I said that early in the year, that is the catalyst for this team and a recipe for success. I like when DeJounte Murray is distributing the ball as well, especially in his moments when he's on the court and Trey is getting his rest. But they play tremendous, tremendous basketball. That is the type of basketball I want them to play on a consistent basis. And then you get 10 points from Clint Capella. He added 10 rebounds and two blocks and a steal. You get nine points from uh, DeAndre Hunter. He was 4 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3. But he added five rebounds, so really attacked the glass, added one assist, one block. John Collins, eight points, but he had 12 rebounds, three assists, three blocks. So really great on the defensive end and on the glass. 22 rebounds between John Collins and Capella. And then if you add the five from Hunter, 27 rebounds between your two forwards and your center. That's what you need. That's what you need. I I like seeing team rebounding. The Hawks, if they just pile it on Capella, they're not going to be a great re- rebounding team. You need rebounds. You do. And they had quite a few offensive rebounds. They had eight offensive rebounds on Friday night. So out of the 48 rebounds the Hawks had as a team, eight were on the offensive glass, and six of them were between John Collins and Capella. That's the recipe for success, attacking the glass as a team. We know Capella can have those 17, 18, 20 rebound games, but it should not all be on him. It should not all be on him. So that was really great to see uh, the active hands. I mean, 10 steals from the Hawks, eight blocks. Great. So they, they were honed in on the defensive end. They were all touching the ball offensively. Hell, Collins had 10 field goal attempts. Hunter had 10. Trey had 15. DeJounte Murray had 18. Five from Capella. And then you had some players on the bench with some Field goal attempts as well. Five from Okongwu, six from A.J. Griffin, 18 from Bogey, who gave him a spark off the bench. He ended up with 19 points, 7 of 18 from the floor. So not an efficient night. He got it going late. He was really struggling, but found his shot in the second half. He was 3 of 11 from 3. Doesn't need to shoot 11 threes, in my opinion. But certainly he is your marksman. And your microwave guy scoring the ball off the bench, so you're going to need for him to shoot. He, and he shot. <laughs> he 
he scored uh, 19 points in 34 minutes. So ended up being fairly doing fairly well when it was all said and done. But just the amount of touches spread out amongst the team, even shot distribution, rebounding the ball, active hands, getting steals, blocks, only committing eight turnovers as a team. This was the Hawks' best team performance to date, in my opinion. Like I said, you see the recipe for success. And then, you, like I said, off the bench, I already mentioned you got 19 from Bogey off the bench. You get 12 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 blocks from Onyeka Okongwu. You get 8 points from A.J. Griffin off the bench. He added 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Four from Tyrese Martin in garbage time, but getting some minutes. And usually when Tyrese Martin gets in the game, usually it's a blowout, but he usually scores. So that is, there's something to be said there. Uh, Jalen Johnson didn't play as much, only played three minutes on Friday night. But the even contributions from the Hawks, I mean, the fact that Trey Young and DeJounte Murray played well off of each other. They were both distributing the ball well took care of the ball. Your two forwards in your center rebounded the ball very well in the starting lineup. And then it trickles down to a Congo when he gets his minutes. And AJ Griffin was crashing the glass as well, adding four rebounds himself. Like I said, this was just the best team performance for the Hawks of the season, in my opinion. Yes, it was to the Pistons, a team that you should have beaten. Uh, they are a lottery team. They're going to be getting a wonderful draft pick again this year. And now you lead the season series 3-0 over the Pistons. You don't see them again until March. But that was a really good win to go into the Christmas break with. I mean, the team shot 53% from the floor and held the Pistons to 41% shooting from the floor. They shot 35% from three, held the Pistons to 27% from three. The Hawks, one of the best free throw shooting teams percentage wise in the NBA, continues that with 83% free throw percentage on Friday night. They out rebounded the Pistons 48 to 43. 30 team assists. That's the key right there. Even shot the distribution. Scoring was kind of spread out. 30 team assists. A lot of people got to touch the ball and got shot, shot attempts on Friday night. Again, Best team performance, in my opinion. Eight turnovers. They forced 14 turnovers for the Pistons and scored 21 points off of those turnovers and had 21 fast break points. So, even shot distribution. Sharing the ball, moving the ball. Ten steals on the defensive end. Eight blocks. You forced 14 turnovers. Scored 21 points off those turnovers. 21 fast break points. Outscored the Pistons 66 to 40 in the paint. Dominant team performance. And if you can play like this against the Pacers, you're going to win. And you're going to have some confidence going into the game tomorrow night at home. Probably a sellout crowd against the Brooklyn Nets. You want to feel good going into tomorrow night. So why not repeat this performance tonight against the Pacers? We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, 
preview a little bit more of tonight's game and tomorrow's game. So you already know the drill. Quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues. In every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? I know which one. It's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash. Or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back. As I said before the break, the Hawks showed the template for great Hawks basketball on Friday night. You certainly needed that after the articles that came out last week, the tough loss versus Chicago, the buzzer beater by Ayo DeSilmo, the struggle down the stretch in that Orlando Magic game to hold them off. You showed a great team performance against Charlotte the Friday before that. So if you're isolating the last four games, the Hawks have won three of the last four. After losing, I want to say, 9 of the last 15 or 10 of the last 15, it was not great. So you've won three of the last four games. You're going against a pretty good Indiana team that if people who watch the game tonight have not watched Indiana, they'll be surprised at the young talent they have there and how hard they play. So the Hawks certainly must be ready for that and look out for that because after how they played last night in New Orleans, I'm... I would bet the house that Indiana is going to bring it tonight against the Hawks. But the Hawks are sitting in a good spot right now. Like I said, the healthiest they've been all year. They will be without Capella tonight, but you're seventh in the Eastern Conference, a game above 500. You're only a half a game behind the sixth seed in, in the Knicks, who are on a three-game losing streak. And after that, you are three and a half games behind Philadelphia. I mean, certainly Philadelphia, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Boston, that's the top five in the East right now. And I think that's going to be consistent all year round. That sixth spot, in my opinion, that's the Hawks spot. That is where the Hawks need to aim. They need to be the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. And if they end up the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and things remain how they are. A first round matchup versus the Brooklyn Nets 
which ironically we played tomorrow night. And the first contest was a tight contest. We had quite a few players out. No DeJounte Murray. No John Collins. And you only lose that game by four. You only lose to the Brooklyn Nets on the road by four. And I'm going back looking at the box score now. Trey Young had 33 points that game. Bogey had a wonderful game. That was Bogey's coming out party, if you like to say. But the starting lineup that night was Trey Young, Aaron Holiday, A.J. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, and Capella. That was your starting lineup that night. No DeJounte Murray. No John Collins. No DeAndre Hunter. I would assume they're aiming to get Capella back for Wednesday night's contest versus the Nets. So the Nets are going to run up against a very healthy Hawks team. Which is why tonight is pivotal for them to play well. And those who don't remember the last Brooklyn Nets game, that was when Kyrie Irving did Kyrie Irving things down the stretch. He ended up with 33 points, 11 rebounds. He was a monster on the glass that night. Uh, uncharacteristic from Kyrie Irving. Has the ability to do that. But you got 33 from Irving. You got 34 from Durant. TJ Warren had 14, one of his first games of the season. You already know what Seth Curry can do. No um, no Claxton that game. Didn't have any Claxton. So more of a small ball lineup when they took on the Nets before. But the Nets are playing with a lot of confidence, and the Hawks are healthy. Tomorrow night is going to be a really good contest. Really good contest. I'm excited for it, but we need to hone on tonight. Build on your performance from Friday night against the Pacers. Right now, if you're looking at the Hawks' overall numbers, the Hawks sit at 17th in offensive rating. They're getting slightly better. Bogey's helped. Being healthy will help. So I'm excited to see that number continue to grow. The, the, the defensive rating has fluctuated this year, but it has been better than last year. They are 11th in the NBA in defensive rating right now. 12th in points per game, 18th in opponents points per game. So defensive rating is better. Still need to get better at, you know, getting stops defensively. That's something that will always be a running theme for this Hawks team. But, Build on the continuity from Friday night. Rest should not be an issue. The second out of a back-to-back for the Pacers, and they're traveling. You've been off since Friday. There should be no excuse for you not to go out there and play well. No excuse not to go out there and play well. Looking at the numbers, the Hawks are 12th in points per game in the NBA. They're 4th and turnovers per game, so they really take care of the ball well. The games they get in trouble are when they turn over the ball a lot. And it's primarily the two ball handlers and Trey Young and DeJounte Murray who are coming off a game where they had two turnovers combined. I expect the Pacers to try to be disruptive on the defensive end, so a ball movement will be key. They're 21st in the NBA in assists per game. They had 30 on Friday night, which was six more than their season average per game. Build on that. 
build on that. They are 10th in total rebounds in the NBA, which was a surprise to me. But it can't all just be, especially with Capella out, it's going to have to be Collins. It's going to have to be Okongu. It's going to have to be Hunter. Murray's going to have to get his hands dirty, get some boards. Everybody's going to have to do it in order to keep the Pacers off the offensive glass. Certainly with Miles Turner, he can get a lot of offensive rebounds, so we're going to have to really put a body on him and box out, keep him out of the paint, and giving the Pacers second chance opportunities. You give the Pacers second chance opportunities, they're going to stay in the game. The Hawks need to get to the free throw line, need to force the issue. I expect the Pacers to be a little bit more aggressive defensively after how they played last night. The Hawks are not great at getting to the free throw line. They're 25th in the NBA in free throw attempts, but second in the NBA in free throw percentage. So when they get to the free throw line, they make their free throws. Be aggressive tonight. Attack. I know Miles Turner is going to try to alter shots. It's what he does. So attacking, collapsing the defense, finding open shooters, continue to get better from the three-point line. They're 27 still in the NBA in three-point attempts, three-point percentage. And three-pointers made their second to last in the NBA. They're not a great three-point shooting team. That's not going to change even though they have bulky. They should be a little bit better, but it's not drastically going to change. Attack the paint. Hit some jump shots. Move the ball around. Get Miles Turner moving. Maybe Capella being out. Maybe they bring a Kongu out a little bit more to, to bring him away from the glass. And that means John Collins is going to really have to attack the glass tonight. He's going to have to attack the glass tonight. Just, if you play the way you did Friday night, you're going to win this game. If you don't play the way you did on Friday night, it's going to be a closer game. And with the Pacers being at home, on the second of a back-to-back, they may have some tired legs, but they're young, so it's not going to be a big excuse. They're going to be at home. Role players play better at home. That's what they do. Like I said, you, you can't get caught looking ahead. You cannot get caught looking ahead tonight. So I am wanting to see how the Hawks respond and build on their performance from Friday night. With no, with no Capella, but pretty much everybody else back. I expect DeJounte Murray to guard Tyrese Halliburton. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Like I said, it'll probably be Okongwu on um, Miles Turner. I expect probably DeAndre Hunter on Buddy Hill. Be really interesting to see the matchups tonight. Looking at the Pacers team, they are one of the better three-point shooting teams. So defensively, we're going to have to contest shots on the three-point line, force them to take tough two-point shots. They're not a great two-point shooting team. They're closer to the bottom half of the NBA uh, with two-pointers made, two-pointers attempt, and two-point percentage. Force them to shoot twos and not... Just shoot beyond the three-point line. That's going to be the key. 
They're not a great rebounding team. So that's why I said attacking the glass is going to be important. They do get steals. So they will be active jumping in the passing lanes and trying to steal your cookies. But they're a team that's known to turn the ball over a lot as well. It's a product of a young team. They're going to play hard. They're going to try to force things. They're going to make mistakes. Defense, turn the offense tonight. Move the ball around. Rebound as a team. Force two-point shots. Guard a three-point line. The Hawks should win this ball game. It's probably going to be the same recipe versus the Brooklyn Nets. Playing that way with Capella, probably going to be the same recipe. So take care of business tonight. Take care of business this week, like I said. Indiana should win tonight. Then you take on the Brooklyn Nets at home tomorrow night. We'll see what happens there. And then you take on a wounded Lakers team that is not playing well at all. King James is going to be King James, but you should win that ball game. The Lakers are 14th in the Western Conference. They're on a four-game losing streak. You should take care of business against them. At home. Yes, there are going to be a lot of Lakers fans. But, you know, it don't, it don't mean a damn. I'm sorry. It don't mean a damn at all. Protect home court. The Hawks should be 2-1 this week. If they are 3-0, watch out. If the Hawks go 3-0 this week, that would be best case scenario. Because then you would be on a four-game winning streak going into one of your longer road trips when they go out west to start the new year. It'll go Golden State, Sacramento, the Lakers again, and the Clippers. Take care of business this week. It starts tonight. Tonight is important. This is an important game to build off from from Friday night. You win tonight, toss up tomorrow. If you can steal a win at home against the Brooklyn Nets fully healthy and then go on to beat the Lakers, four-game winning streak. Now, instead of 17-16, and you're 20-16, four games above 500, going out west where Golden State is dealing with injuries, but certainly they play well at home. Then you take on the Kings, who you certainly should beat. You should not be afraid of the Lakers in the Staples Center. And then a tough matchup against the Clippers. Last year, that back-to-back in Los Angeles, the Hawks lost a game. Actually, they lost both of those games when they should have won. They should have won those games. Can you play better in Los Angeles? If you can go out of that West Coast road trip 2-2, two and two, that's not bad. 3-1, and one, hey, now we're cooking. So like I said, if they're 20-16 and 16 going out West, you go 2-2, two and two, that's 22-18, and 18, still four games above by a 500. You go 3-1, and 23-17, and, five games above 500. Coming back to the State Farm Arena to take on Milwaukee. This week is the launch pad for how successful they're going to be 
going into the 2023 calendar, going into that West Coast road trip and seeing, hey, where are we now that we're healthy? Down the stretch leading through the dog days in the NBA in January and then leading up into All-Star break. That will certainly change the tune around this locker room. That will certainly quell some of the concerns that the media and fans have about leadership and continuity and chemistry and communication issues between your head coach and your star player, between management and your coach, between your teammates' perception if you're Trey Young about you. This is a very important week. And I'm not overlooking Indiana tonight. I'm not. I spend a lot of time talking about Indiana tonight for a reason. Let's see how they respond. Build upon Friday night. We'll see what happens against Brooklyn. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. I'm glad I'm off work tomorrow night because I get to just sit back, still drink some of my eggnog, with my whiskey combination and sit back and watch a really good basketball game tomorrow night. It's going to come down to defense tomorrow night, just like it's going to come down to defense tonight. And then go on and beat the Los Angeles Lakers on Friday. Go 2-1, and 3-0 this week, going out west for four games, traveling the great state of California, We'll see what happens. So, great, great episode. A lot more positive because, hey, we're talking about a win Friday night and how that can springboard the Hawks into a great start to 2023. Finish strong. Finish strong. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans. Does not matter. Put them onto the show. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself, Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That's Brad J A R R E T T 67. We'll catch you guys next time. Hoping for 2 0 for the Hawks. Hoping winning Indiana. Upset Brooklyn in that winning streak. Brooklyn, they won last night to extend that winning streak to nine games. They don't play another game until they take on the Hawks tomorrow night. So, Hawks will be on the second out of a back-to-back. Hopefully, they take care of business and do like New Orleans did. Rest some of the starters. Get Capella back. Let's ride. <laughs> not, not Russell Wilson ride, but... Let's soar, Hawks. Let's soar. We'll catch you next time, and let's go, Hawks.